0: At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, can we make saving money any easier? And we think we've solved it. Introducing Money Scout. It analyzes your spending habits, income, and expenses to find money not being used in your checking account, then pushes it to savings automatically. Why would a bank do that? Just to help people thrive. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Subject to eligibility, terms, conditions, and account agreements. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash MoneyScout.
2: Much like an escaped gorilla, tonight's serial murder wreaked unstoppable mayhem. He traveled in the shadows savagely murdering, raping, and carelessly tossing his victims aside as he searched for his next kill. 25 helpless victims would suffer through the worst imaginable deaths until police finally captured, caged, and executed Earl Nelson, the gorilla killer.
3: So, um, if you're at youtube.com, type in "talk murder" to me, and you can see this live.
2: I'm gonna take a sip of this drink.
3: Also, if you are a podcast listener, you can go to talkmurder.com, and you will see the post from tonight where I put all my episode sources, my photos, videos, and you definitely and you definitely do not want to miss this killer tonight. It's a very interesting story. And I would love for you guys to follow along with us at home. So talkmurder.com or YouTube.com and type in talk murder to me.
2: I like can't keep looking at the screen.
4: They're making me like <laughs> dizzy. <laughs> the constant the loop. Well th- there is a reason for the gorillas. It's the hint- that was the hint for tonight.
3: Yeah, the hint is gorilla.
4: Mm-hmm. So we're drinking. It's kind of a spin on a banana daiquiri. Has mm. a uh, fresh banana, rum, mm-hmm. a little bit of your your screwball whiskey, the, the peanut butter whiskey, and just ice. Yeah, ice and water. Mm-hmm. So it's good.
3: Yeah, it's pretty good.
4: Yeah, it'll do the job. We
2: started drinking before this. So whoops.
3: This is episode two hundred and two, I believe. It may be even like two hundred and four or five. I just kind of guessed. I know we've already <laughs> went over 200.
2: Uh, not somewhere around here.
3: I'm being conservative. I So it's 200 and something, and I'm going to start keeping track of these things.
2: 202-ish is what you should have. Yeah. But, but yeah. that's all
3: right. But we'll start with 202 and see how that goes until I figure out that we're like 20 behind. Or yeah, that's fine. All right, so um, let's take the shot and let's get it on.
4: This looks like something that also would have been good in the, shh, the drink. Mm. Surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise.
2: It was like a very deflated one. <sighs> Cheers. I promise you guys will like it more than last week's.
4: I like it better than last week's. It's not bad. It has a, a nutty flavor to it. That is maple pecan liqueur. Oh, see, I was right. <laughs> pecan is a nut. Nailed it.
3: It's pecan.
4: Okay. I see. I've heard differing things that it, they pronounce them pe- look down here mm. specifically. It's not pronounced pe- down
3: here. Is that what you meant? Yes. Down here where we screw our cousins.
4: Hey, you said it, not me. You. I would say, do you? But don't.
2: Yeah. Uh, Why would
3: I do me when I can do my first cousin <laughs> Sally? <laughs> Shit.
2: Well, <laughs> I really hope you don't have a first cousin named Sally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be awkward to but, see your grandma's this Christmas.
4: <laughs> I heard that down south they call them pecans, unless they're talking about pecan pie. Mm. That's what I, someone someone said that, but I don't know how true that is. I just call them pecans.
3: All right, let's get started. Okay. So tonight, well, give me um. So the, tonight the hint was gorilla. So tell me Jen where where are we going and who are we killing?
4: Um I think we're going to Disney. We're talking about Harambe. Oh. Did you say Disney?
3: Disney World?
4: Harambe.
2: The wasn't he the was it Disney that he was in?
3: What the fuck is Harambe?
2: He was the gorilla that escaped. Everyone got
4: upset about. Oh, did he right? kill somebody? Yeah, a kid escaped into his pen and and I think the kid got killed. Oh, that's right, that's right. And they shot him.
3: Oh, there's fucking animals! Number one, st- w- all right. Do not I can't remember support.
2: If kid, I can't remember. Do not support
3: your local zoo at all. Okay, shut zoos down unless you want to start caging up support humans.
2: Carol Baskins, dude. What? It, Just right,
3: kidding. You 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 taking Carol animals? Carol Baskins killed
4: her husband. I know you, it
2: was a joke.
3: You're taking oh animals, gorillas. Tigers, all this stuff, and you're caging them up for entertainment. Screw that shit. I want to burn down every zoo in the nation. Let
4: those animals out first.
3: It's bullshit. Do not support your local zoo at all. Where do
2: they go then? They can't go back into the wild.
3: We don't need zoos when we have fucking Netflix and National Geographic. You can see all that shit on TV. I'm
2: just saying. We don't need
3: zoos. You don't need to take your snot-nosed kid who's not even caring anyway to some zoo. You're just caging these animals for no freaking reason
2: but i don't think zoo animals can survive in the wild
3: at this dude, point dude, it doesn't matter if you, why don't I'm just why say, don't someone I'm, cage you up for 20 hey, years hey, hey, and be I'm like
2: not advocating no i'm, I'm just, just saying
3: if someone cages you, you up me. for 20 years and then they're like well i can't let you out now you've been in here 20 years i don't well, think you'd be able to I mean, get a job hey, or anything you know <laughs>
4: they are talking about shutting down the country for the quarantine so
3: I'm just saying, man, I you know what? go to your local zoo right now and let all the animals out,
2: oh God, I don't think that will end well for any no. of us all right tonight, wait, I haven't guessed Jen guessed hers. Ugh. I think this is more like a um like a Sasquatch story, and there's a murderer that's out, but people think it's a Sasquatch. I don't know why it could very well be a gorilla. What but do we think about Sasquatch?
4: Sasquatch? um. What's the group opinion? I don't um, have one.
2: I don't. I don't think there is a Sasquatch.
4: What about Loch Ness monster?
2: I don't think there's a Loch Ness monster. Mm. Do you think there's a
4: Nessie? I. I mean, it could. There could be. It could be a, an aquatic dinosaur.
3: This is two zero three seven Pierce Street is mm. still there. This is a condominium apartment. Okay. And this is actually the first murder tonight of the serial killer we're talking about. Oh. Let me go down to the street view here.
4: Oh, look, a a little man pulling a bag. Oh, person walking her kids. Where's
3: the bad guy?
4: Turn around. There you go. Oh,
3: (laughs) I want to go trip him.
4: Oh, my God. That's terrible. (laughs) You are the Grinch.
3: I uh, know. Okay.
4: Is this San Diego? I mean San Francisco. Yeah,
3: yeah, San Francisco. Near the Bay Area. So this house looks like
4: Mrs. Doubtfire's
2: house.
3: I'm pretty sure it is this one, this pink one right here, because this one is 2033. No, so I think it's this one right here. This one, uh. Because it's hard to tell exactly which one it is. By zooming in, but I I did see that this one is two zero three three, and we're going to two three two zero three seven. So if that's two zero three three, this two zero three five, then this must be it. Which is kind of crazy because it has a for rent sign at the window, and at the time of this murder, it also had a for rent sign. It was a little earlier in history, but it was the same house. Hmm. So kind of a coincidence. This is near the Bay Area. Now, a man named Roger Wilson, he was a a 20-something, decent-looking man. Well, I shouldn't say that. He was not the best-looking man, but he didn't look like a serial killer. And number one, his name wasn't Roger Wilson either. That's his that's his alias, Okay, Mm -hmm. he goes to this apartment right here and he walks up to the door because there's a for rent and he's actually looking for a place to stay. He tells the landlady, Clara Newman, that him and his wife are moving to the area and they're looking for a place to stay and Mm -hmm. eventually raise kids. One thing she liked about him is he was carrying a Bible and he was dressed like a preacher and he started quoting Bible verses. Which I do the same thing to manipulate people. So I get it.
4: <laughs> so uh, it sounds like I'm just going to drink more.
3: <laughs> so, Nicole, if you want to read this, this is a quote from the book that we're reading tonight. I'll talk about the book here in a minute, but just go ahead and read this for us.
2: Earl had no hesitation or thought for the other residents of the large building. The moments that they were re- in the receiving room, he lunged forwards, wrapping those massive hands around Clara's throat and bearing her to the ground. She could not scream.
3: Oh dear! So Clara, she was, she was an older lady. She was fifty-five years old. Uh huh. He goes up to the. That's not that old.
2: Middle-aged.
3: I mean, yeah, middle-aged. But he prefers older ladies, as you'll see. He goes. Because they're easier to kill. Yeah. So he goes up, and if you want. So if you want to read this, this is from the Oakland Tribune. This is a pretty old newspaper I found.
2: San Francisco woman strangled to death. Miss Clara Newman, 55, is murdered by man who entered on pretense of wanting to rent room. Visitor bids victims kin goodbye and declares he will come back. Battered body is found hour later.
4: So he just killed her right there that day? Killed
3: her right there, yeah.
2: Walked in, asked for a room to rent and... Or to rent the house and then strangle it.
3: Yeah. And judging by that newspaper, kind of guess what year we're going to.
4: I'm going to say like the 40s? I'm going to say 56.
3: Mm. Sunday, February 21st, 1926. Oh, Oh, wow. Now, this was the Sunday when the paper came out, but this actually happened on Saturday. And according to her stepson, his foster mother, Clara, was cooking... She was actually cooking sausage, and the house was all.
2: Every time you say sausage now, with all of the, <laughs> the oh, cannibal cases that we've done recently, like, oh, sausage. What are you talking about? The German story. The oh,
3: yeah. Oh, there was another oh. one that I saw in Germany that got busted for cannibalism, too. Oh, yeah. On that same, same website? No, not the same website. Yeah, the same. Well, not the same website per se, but the same premise. On chat room, mm-hmm. found someone that wants to be eaten. Kind of shit. I'm like, dude, is this just what Germany does nowadays?
2: I th- well, you, we know that you're getting targeted <laughs> that story because of no, what you it, did. Was in
3: the, it was in the in the news. I mean, I I, I look at all the murder stories anyway that come up.
2: True, we're we're concerned about the the rec- recommendations. Yeah, that we get.
3: Yeah, I look at all the murder stories coming up. But anyway, this is uh Sunday, February twenty first. According to the stepson, his mama was cooking some sausages downstairs. Well, downstairs in the kitchen. The son, the stepson, and his wife actually rented one of the rooms in the same apartment. They were downstairs as well. Now, he kept smelling the sausage being burnt in the kitchen, and he must have thought that, you know, mom walked away for a minute and she'll be back. But an hour goes by... And literally the house almost burned down, smoke everywhere. He actually comes from the basement. I know this says comes out into the hallway, but he's in the basement. He's checking the boiler room. If you going back to that photo, you see the house has a like downstairs basement. He comes back up the stairs and this strange man is walking out. He's never seen this guy before. And he tells the stepson, hey, tell the landlady that I'll be back in an hour with my rent money with the first month's rent. Cause I just rented the apartment and then it was really weird. He got this weird vibe and then he kind of runs out, scurries mm. out and then he's never seen again. Mm. This was around one thirty PM and she actually takes him up to the attic room, which was a mistake. Clearly as you'll see. Yeah.
4: That's like if you're ever showing a house, if you're renting out a room and you get a weird vibe from someone, don't and they ask you for you know do you guys have any like attic space or basement space? You'd be like no,
2: you be going yeah yep
4: no nope. sorry. Well, if they got money, then what's it matter? Because you have to be prepared for the worst. I'll just
3: use my biceps. What are you talking about? I'm just kidding.
4: Women do have to think about that. This
3: right here is a photo of Clara Newman right here. If you want to read this, this is from the Oakland Tribune.
2: Newman says that he greeted him and that the stranger replied. Tell the
4: lady I'll be back in about an hour to rent the room. And departed.
2: After the elapse of an hour and a half, Newman declared that he became concerned regarding Miss Newman's whereabouts and that he searched the house, finding the woman's body in the attic
4: bathroom.
3: Newman! huh? Sandfield. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so Newman. Newman.
4: You know, se- sorry. This is kind of related. We were watching Criminal Minds the other night, and there was an episode with Jason Alexander. He played a serial killer.
3: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You know what? I think my uh, what's that guy's name? Kramer.
4: Yeah. I think
3: he really screwed it up for everyone. I don't even want to watch that show anymore because of what he did. You know? And I feel like a lot of other people. What do you aren't...
4: mean? What would he do? The actor or the character?
3: The no, the actor.
4: What did he do? You didn't know? You don't know what he did? No.
3: I can't see. This <laughs> <channel>. <laughs> You, you haven't seen what he did? No. What did he do? When he was doing that uh, comedy show.
2: Should we talk about this later? Like, what no, happened? we can talk about it now. What happened? What happened? Is it like
4: recently or a couple years ago? Uh, it was a few
3: years ago, I think.
4: I feel like... I am a version of Kramer, but now that we're talking about something that, his, that the actor did, That is um, not good. you're like, yeah. no, okay, like, so I didn't
2: watch enough Seinfeld to know it, but he I, was I in, would binge watch it, but apparently John wouldn't want to know. I'll watch it with you. No, yes. you,
3: you wouldn't want to watch it after this. Okay. So he was in the Laugh House or one of those comedy clubs and someone was recording on their cell phone and there was a heckler in the audience. And from what you can see on the cell phone footage, it's predominantly African-American audience. Mm-hmm. And someone's recording a cell phone, there's a heckler, and he just loses it on stage and he starts screaming the N-word. He says at the guy he says, He's a knee knee. Like like he's a, and just screaming the n-word. And y- y'all haven't seen that? No. Holy Jesus. Let, let me pull up on iPad no. real quick. Let's no. watch Atlanta. You'll you never want to watch Seinfeld again because it's just so I don't know man it's just so aggressive yeah. and someone filmed him it's doing it I mean that that's
2: not even yeah. a joke at that point he's just being an asshole No it's yeah. not yeah it, was, it wasn't it's not a joke like he, It's well, not like he was pissed because Dave Chappelle using that word or no, anything No but like it wasn't that. like
3: that it, it the guy was heckling him and it wasn't a joke he was he was it, trying it was, to be a it dick It was out of No it wasn't being a dick it was out of anger and yeah. ignorance I, I don't know it was it it makes you feel sick to your stomach.
4: Yeah, that makes me You upset.
3: never saw that South Park? Do no. they
2: make fun of it on South Park? Oh
3: yeah. This when uh, Randy goes, he's on um uh what's it uh Will of Fortune where the letters and Yeah, the... yeah, yeah. And <laughs> what did it say um uh what was the word? I can't remember. You have seen
4: that? No. Oh, when it like spells <laughs> Yeah.
3: I can't remember.
4: Anywho's.
3: It was funny as hell. All right. Anyway, moving on. All right. So the description of the man from her stepson is he was about 30 years old, five foot seven, dark complexion, dressed in an army shirt and civilian trousers. All right. So tonight we are talking about a serial killer. We are reading from the book Gorilla Killer by Ryan Green. Ryan Green is a, a true crime author. And I didn't really like his books at first, but actually, I'm kind of—it's kind of growing on me. He writes really short accounts, but they're—I think—they're really well written. So, if you're a true crime reader, this book would only—I think—is only like 200 pages, compared to some of the true crime books which are like 600 pages. He doesn't just f- fill it with fact after fact after fact, like some of these true crime writers does. He actually makes kind of a narration for it. So it's very interesting and it uh it's pretty entertaining. Not entertaining, but well yeah, entertaining, I guess is what he wants. But anyway, so we are reading from the book Gorilla Killer from Ryan Green, a true story of betrayal, brutality and butchery. So if you want to read this.
2: Claire was still lying there on the floor of the unlit boarding room, her legs her exposed legs splayed out like a horse, her cooling body turning gray and rich, dark bruises already blossoming around her throat. Merton was sick. The police were summoned. All
3: right, so why do you think he was called the gorilla killer?
4: I was just going to ask. Because like, he had gorilla-like strength and because you were saying, that, or because- I This is him right here. Maybe. Because
2: he's hairy?
3: He's very hairy.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: is that Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's mean, why
2: they called him the girl oh, there's a, a combination of, of There's art. a couple
3: things. Number okay. one, he's very short and stocky, even though he doesn't really look that stocky here compared to those other guys. but he's, Yeah, they
2: put him up against one of like the wrong people.
3: Well, those are the... I don't know who they are. Police prop- officers? Police, yeah. yeah, but they're so much bigger than him. But he is a very stocky kind of guy, and he's very hairy. I'm talking about hair that comes down past your... Lapels.
4: Oh, like on your hands and your knuckles. Yeah, Yeah. hair on
3: the back. Oh, dude, I remember when I was in the military, there were some dudes with so much hair on their back, it looked literally like a beast. I'm very
2: thankful that I don't have to shave your back.
3: Oh God, gross.
2: A lot of men have that problem. Um, A problem. Or they're like very hairy. (laughs)
3: Yeah. I mean, I got hair where it counts. My butthole. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what everybody wants to hear. <laughs> this show is going down.
2: Now. <laughs> All right. Born May 12th, 1987.
3: This is Earl Nelson, known Eight, as. 1897? 1987. Born May 12th, no, 1897. Oh, born May 12th, 1887. This is Earl Nelson. Nicknamed the Gorilla Killer, but first he was nicknamed the Dark Strangler. Oh. Hmm. Victims. How many victims does he have, take a guess? He is a serial killer.
2: Eight. Five. Nope. Twenty-two to Whoa. twenty-five.
4: That's unexpected.
3: Twenty are twenty-five victims in how long?
4: Six months. Six months? Could you kill 25 people in six months? You can do anything you want with, <laughs> if you set your mind to it.
2: <laughs> Nothing is impossible. You're like, you're just right right, right. Nothing's nothing's <laughs> impossible.
3: In a period of one year from 1926 wow. to 1927, he killed upwards of 25 people and probably a lot more. Wow. You know, he just never admitted it. But these the locations was in the United States, and he was actually caught, which is going to blow your mind, because he crossed the border to Canada and he only killed two people in Canada and they caught him.
2: Good for you, Canada. The
3: Canadians
2: can make you up freaking for it.
3: Believe that?
2: Holy shit! I mean, they don't <laughs> haven't necessarily had a problem with catching Jesus killers. Christ, it's the same yeah, thing. he getting. kills
3: twenty-two people in America <laughs> and the police here don't Couldn't even catch can't even keep up with him. And then he goes to Canada, kills two people, and gets arrested. It's like Jesus, man. Well... Anyway, here he is as a child. Oh. Look at that hair. Long hair. It's like a rock star. Is that hair?
4: Or like yeah. a fur. Jesus. It looks... Yeah, it looks like hair.
3: Yeah, so go to com if you want to see him at age three and tell me if that's hair or not. I think well, it might be a fur jacket or something.
4: No. Uh,
2: that's his hair. All mm-hmm. right, so
3: I believe that serial killers are mostly made, product of their environment, and this may strengthen my argument here. He had a
2: shitty childhood, didn't he?
3: As I said, he was born on May 12th, 1887 to Francis Nelson and James Farrell. F-E-R-R-A-L, not F-E-R-A-L.
4: Got it. Or F-E-R-R-E-L. Yeah. James
3: L. was a James. His father was a Spanish immigrant, which caused immediate backlash with Francis's mother, the grandmother, mm-hmm. his grandmother, because this household is devoutly not Christian. Jewish? More crazy than that. Pentecostal. Oh.
4: Mm-hmm. You this said is, I thought Pentecostals were Christians, though. No, they, they are, are, but
3: they're like the—they're
4: the ones that speak in tongues. Ah, la
3: la 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 Wait, That was like Arabic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: <shit. laughs> yeah, Oh no! That was definitely in a Family Guy. I think that we just watched.
3: <laughs> yeah. no Pentecostals are the ones that speak in tongues. So they, you know, they get all hyped up and they fall on the ground and start speaking in tongues, which you know we have some Pentecostals listening. I probably should say something nice.
2: Uh, I knew someone, uh, I knew a couple people in my life who were Pentecostal. One was in, I went to high school with um, one of the smartest people I've ever um, met. She was super awesome. Um, But I also, my mom's friend's brother's family, they like, she wouldn't cut her hair. Yeah. So her hair was like down to her knees and they wouldn't cut it because they believe there were like angels lived in their hair. And she wouldn't wear, like, only, like, long skirts and stuff like that. She wouldn't wouldn't show her ankles. Super nice lady. But, yeah, her, I just remember her hair was so long. It was like, how do you not trip over it at that point? Man.
3: Well, You don't want to cut them angels in half.
2: This, I, I, exactly. But, man, that would be a bummer, like, try, just trying to get out of bed.
3: Yeah. Pentecostals Oof. are, I mean, I'm Southern Baptist, so I can't really, when I mean, we're, Crazy too, but we're not as crazy as Pentecostals. Definitely not. It's we're just more relative. We're just more moody. Southern Baptists are really moody.
2: Well, you're yeah, you're just <laughs> we're just gonna burn in hell for anything that we we're, do. We're like,
3: uh, oh, we can't. Nah, don't do that. Don't do that. Let's all be nice. It's kind very of judgy. Yeah, very judgy, and we're very moody. Like I remember our church, our church specifically when I was growing up, got Marilyn Manson banned from coming to South Carolina. <laughs> he was banned by the church
2: yeah i feel like that's overstepping
3: i remember my preacher was like mothers and fathers out there 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 is a devil a devilish band out now that you need to protect your children from the band the satan band is known as 311. I was like,
2: what? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I was amber like, was the-, the color? Of I was like, how is that
3: satanic? Holy shit.
2: Man, that know. amber energy, man. It's dangerous.
4: I could make, I mean, there's plenty that people can say about Catholicism, so I'm not even going to go oh, down there. Oh, hell
3: that yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Baby
2: Cray.
3: What are you talking about? <clears throat> kids. Um, Wait, I didn't mean kids. I meant. Well, yeah, kids. I mean, you guys do have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, I'm moving on before we lose subscribers. Judge lest you be judged. <laughs> Holy shit. That was in this book, actually. That same quote. I was going to put it in there. <laughs> That's nice. too funny. Um, all right, let me move on. So, as I said, he was born May 12th, 1987. To Francis Nelson and... James Farrell, he was a Spanish immigrant. And let me show you on Google Earth here where Mr. Earl Nelson, the gorilla killer, was raised. So if you're, if you're on YouTube, you can see on Google Earth. So you see this is the first murder here, mm-hmm. Clara Newman. And that was the first one he did. So it was, oh, uh, well, I probably should have mentioned, I don't know why I mentioned, when they found her corpse. He didn't just kill her, he he raped her, as with every woman in this story. But it's post-mortem, it's after death. Yeah, so I need to mention that. But this was not, I shouldn't say not as bad, not as aggressive as what they are going to be. And the reason I wanted to start with the first murder is because you can actually see the escalation Mm -hmm. of force that he uses when um, he... you know, gets better at what he's doing. Anyway, this is where Earl Nelson is raised, right here. I'm not
2: sure if "better" is the right word. No, but... he gets
3: better. He gets that's what he gets better at what he's doing. Yeah, this is this is a job for these people. It literally was his job, and I'll tell you why. So this it's a,
2: is very close by.
3: Very close by. Yeah, that's why I want to show you. Uh, here's the street view. This is actually where he was born and raised.
4: I do have a question though about the houses, like one of the ones that that Clara had. They're very narrow. So, are they long? Are the, I
2: think so. Uh, yeah, they're
4: all like. I guess uh, it's kind of like a brownstone in New York or in Boston. Or like even, they're not
2: like the Charleston houses are very. Yeah. Yeah, they're and... very
3: put together, but th- they are multiple people per house. Like th- where he was raised, it was an apartment boarding house. Mm. So th- this is a, and I'm I'm gonna get into his mo here in a little bit, but he targeted boarding houses specifically. So any place that was looking to rent. Mm. A room that was his mo. So, and it's probably because that's what he grew up in, and he kind of knows the layout. He knows there's usually an attic apartment, like in the first murder that we talked about, Claire Newman. He was actually inquiring about the attic apartment, right? The very top. You can see a little window mm-hmm, above mm-hmm. the attic apartment there. That's what he was inquiring about. But that's where he was born and raised. On the playground's been most of my days, <laughs> and you see, it's pretty close. Oh yeah. To the first murder, and this is California right here. I think I'm all backwards. Yep. His father, James, was not only an alcoholic and a cheater, but also an addict, a drug addict. And if you want to read this, this is uh this is how he was born. This is how the gorilla killer Earl Nelson was born into this beautiful world.
2: The baby had to force his way out through a crown of warts. Oh, Ugh. Ugh. T-M-I. Yeah, I didn't need to
4: know that. Wow.
2: Sores were open all around her vulva, leaking clear fluid onto the baby's head as he was trying to pass out.
3: Jen, you drive a vulva, don't you? No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the woman had syphilis. Sometimes. And judging by the roaring fever and the rash <laughs> on her soles and palms, it was in an ad- advanced stage.
3: Oh, can Ugh. you imagine, like, coming in this world, like... Whoa, what's all this stuff? And like oh, a puss no. just...
2: Nope. No. No, stop. No, we no. don't need... To, no. no. What do you
3: mean? Hey, You don't get mad at me, get mad at this guy, Ryan Green. He wrote the book.
4: Yeah, why... Excuse <laughs> me, Mr. Green, why Why is it important that we know that? I mean, a very descriptive, and you're a very descriptive writer, but we don't need to know that particular part. Like, I didn't need that on my Sunday evening.
3: Bleah. I mean, there's plenty of other descriptions I could put in there.
4: To be honest. So, like, did, did she contract something from the husband since he was a, like... They both had syphilis, advanced stages of it. I don't know
3: if they... When, I mean, when do they cure syphilis? Not cure it, but, I mean, it can be controlled. Well, no, I think it can be cured. We need to ask Will to it? Pill. I don't Anti- know. I don't have syphilis. Yeah, syphilis, I'm pretty sure, is a bacteria.
2: I am not sure.
0: I so, don't I'm pretty know sure they can control it. it but-
3: are not uh, no no a bacteria they can cure it. I'm pretty positive. I remember Will telling me something about that. So All right, we'll have either, to well on this one. Either the cure for syphilis hasn't been invented, which I kind of think may be because they invent these medicines for our soldiers who go around and you know do whatever do whatever, and then they bring a bunch of STDs back to America or whatever, and so anyway, I think that's, I, I don't know if it has been invented yet, but anyway, she had advanced syphilis, advanced, which it it's like a bacteria that att- attacks your brain and makes you crazy, like insane.
2: Uh, it
3: destroys your brain and makes you that. crazy. Yeah. Hmm. So you see a lot of people with syphilis, they go to the mental institutions because they're, you know, they're literally insane. Hmm. It messes with your brain. Interesting. His father died when he was also very, very young, and he died literally in a gutter. In a gutter he the died. The dad. The dad, yeah. Oof. The mother didn't really care or notice that the, the father wasn't coming back. I mean, she was kind of pissed that some of her alcohol money, you know, now more of her alcohol money had to go to the baby, which mm. she barely fed anyway. Mm. She eventually dies as well. So his mother and father, if you want to read this how
2: old how old was he when she died?
3: Uh, Very young. I want to say it didn't, I couldn't really find the exact date, but I want to say eight or nine.
2: Oh, so he was an orphan.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was an orphan. So he lost both of his parents right back to back from having syphilis. Yeah.
2: When Francis died, it was quieter. She was still secluded away in her flea-trap apartment, still feeding her baby whenever some kind of soul tossed a coin her way, still flinching away from every knock at the door since she was months behind on rent. Her face was being eaten away by bacteria. Her nose was almost gone. Her palms were covered in pustules, and and she smeared the baby's swaddling with it every time she lifted him from his cot.
3: I'm glad we ate brunch before we recorded this. Like way
4: before. <laughs> um see like that as disgusting as it is, I'm more okay with reading than the previous statement
3: where he was like coming crowning.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I don't need Ugh. God, can you he- <laughs> You are watching way too much family guy. <laughs> can Oh man. Oh, but it's like eating at her face and...
3: Yeah, syphilis does it. It Like, it's a bacteria, so it it Doesn't menin- Isn't
4: meningitis a bacteria, too, and that think does so. your brain? Is that bad?
3: I'm sure it's bad, I mean- yeah.
4: <laughs> it's it not good. That's not what I meant. I know it's bad. <sighs> I mean, is it similar? I don't know. But
2: meningitis is not a sexually transmitted disease. Correct. Is it the spinal thing? I think so. Yeah.
3: All right, so his father died when he was very young. He worked, the father worked at odd jobs, and he died in the gutter at the docks. So you saw the, we're in the Bay Area. He was at the docks when he died.
4: Like in Les Mis.
3: Carried to a pauper's grave. And then he gets raised by his grandmother. Now, the grandmother is the one that instills all the religious fervor into Earl Nelson, the gorilla killer. Because the father... I mean, he was probably most likely Catholic, I mean, he's Spanish, but he didn't really have that religious kind of uh, umph that the grandma has. And as you'll see, Earl Nelson is devoutly religious. When he's killing his numerous victims, he's doing it while reciting the Book of Revelations.
2: Isn't it fascinating how he can be so religious and yet, like, one of the Ten Commandments is, thou shall not kill... Well, that's like, subjective. No, he, he he's picking and choosing.
4: All right. so you know? Yeah. yeah that's a good point.
3: So we'll talk a little bit about his background here in a second, but I want to go back to Google Earth so we can talk about the next murder. This is the very next murder, too. So so we are going to San Jose in this uh, situation. you see uh, he's right down the road. He'll eventually move all across the nation, which I'll get to.
2: He goes to Canada.
3: He goes to Canada. He goes to New York, Detroit, wow. Portland. Oh,
2: okay. Kansas. Well, I mean, if he was all in one area, maybe we could have caught him.
3: Yeah. Maybe not. No, probably not. We we uh, we didn't really care.
4: I have a question. Go ahead. You in the first murder, he told Clara that he ha- you know, he was renting for his wife and kid. But like, did he have a family at that point, or no? Who? the gorilla killer. No, no, no. no. It that was just no, part it was of just his... a lie. Yeah. Oh, okay. He
3: was married once, which I'll kind of talk about, but no kids ever, nothing. Just him. And that was a lie to get uh to get into the apartment. What you read now is from the Stockton Independent, March 3rd, 1926. If you want to read this news.
2: Woman found strangled in San Jose home.
3: Oh, that was it. Um, the <laughs> husband goes home. <laughs> he finds his apartment door open. He returns home at six p.m. Now he, before that, he's out eating with his wife at, at like one o'clock is when they split up. They were eating some. Um, what did we just eat? I'm just trying to think. Eggs. Oh, that's boring. He was eating breakfast s- sandwich. Yeah, so he was eating brunch with his wife around one o'clock. She says, "Honey, I'm gonna go." and do some shopping. We need some stuff for the house. They own the apartment, the Deer Park Apartments here in San Jose. And she's going to do some shopping, maybe, you know, splurge on herself a little bit and then come home. They're going to have dinner. He gets home at six when they're supposed to reconvene and he finds his apartment door unlocked and he walks in. Now it takes a few hours for him to find his wife because she's actually in the vacant apartment that they've been trying to rent Hmm. and actually one of the other tenants uh one of the other tenants said hey maybe we should check in the you know the empty apartment and see maybe she's in there or something so they did and and i'll talk about that now so
2: Strangled to death with a silk cord belt from her dress, the lifeless body of Mrs. Laura E. Beale, sixty-five, wife of Harvey J. Beale, owner of the Deer Park apartments of San Jose, was found tonight on a bed in the vacant apartment of the building. The cord had been wrapped tightly twice around the neck and tied, then wrapped twice again and tied a second time.
3: So what they don't mention here is he he raped her post mortem like he does all the other murder victims and which we'll talk about the one of the reasons he's called the gorilla killer is because when people do hear him in the act he's always grunting
2: Uh, that sounds more like a dog yeah well you know
3: like a kind of thing sure yeah (laughs) okay so let me talk about the mo so far and we don't know much yet but older women why do you think he chooses older women take a guess easier to kill no no that's not it at all
2: they remind him of his mother? His
3: grandmother. Oh. Uh, grandmother. Now, he will go to younger women, and we'll talk about that in a second. He chooses empty apartments. So we're still talking about the MO here. Empty okay. apartments with four rent signs on them only. That's his only...
2: That's how he gets that, in. That's how
3: he gets in. He strangles, and this one is the first one he does with a a garrot. you know, a... Yep. a, a whatever, and from the first the first one he didn't, but the second murder he'll use some kind of garage the entire time, hmm. whether it's a, a cord, a piece of nylon, or a towel, whatever. He doesn't use his hands, which he definitely could because they're literally gorilla hands, which I'll show you in a second, here in a second, because mm-hmm. they, they actually take a picture of his hands. Mm. They're freaking huge. But he decides to use some sort of strangle device from now on. He, he always rapes the corpse post-mortem, so he kills him first. And uh, do you want to do you want to guess why? And I haven't really talked about his religious fervor yet, but it's something to do with that.
4: Um, it's, because it, it's not considered a sin if you're having relations with a dead person? Well, it's more because... I mean, uh, I feel like that would still be considered a sin, but I'm asking about in his mind, maybe? Well, it's more of a judgment
3: thing. So if they're dead, they're not going to judge them you know, because he, Judge as, his victim. Judge, no, his victim is not going to judge him for God's doing his, will. his devilish for, acts of intercourse.
4: So yeah. they won't judge him for having intercourse with them, but they could still judge him for killing them. Well,
3: so he is, True. he thinks intercourse is worse the than devil's killing? work. Yeah, as you'll see. Huh. So.
2: He thinks that's worse than killing.
3: The bodies were not cleaned up they were not you know how some killers we talked about will cover the victim back up with a blanket or do something not trying to hide the body but to just you, know, you will just instinctively put the covers over them mm-hmm. or maybe put a pillow under their neck or something he didn't do that with these victims do you want to try to guess why he didn't do that
4: I don't know I I'm at a loss with this guy every time I try to guess something Yeah we it's... didn't really
3: go into the backroom, background yet but we will. The reason he did that is because he has no remorse. So if you think of even huh. like the Golden State Killer. Which you
2: would think he would if he's so religious. You'd think he would be like almost ashamed of what Not he if does. he thinks
3: these women are harlots.
2: They only have a for rent sign They're on. They're
3: older ladies. It doesn't matter. So we'll talk about this here in a second. But when he gets caught, it means like a couple times he does get busted and he runs away. That means God doesn't want him, didn't want him to do that. But when he gets away, from, away with the murder, the crime, that meant God wanted him to do that. that ah, make sense? Ah, okay, so, okay. But, but they're usually the reason that the bodies aren't covered up or made less, you know, hideous, if you will, is because the killer has some sort of remorse. So even like the Golden State Killer, he would cover the victims up, at least put a blanket over them. But this guy didn't, which means he has absolutely no remorse because these killers do feel bad a little bit. There's some part of them that feels a little bad. So they do something, which may be just putting their head on a pillow or something. This guy didn't do nothing, which means that he literally has no remorse
0: for what he's doing. At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, can we make saving money any easier? And we think we've solved it. Introducing Money Scout. It analyzes your spending habits, income, and expenses to find money not being used in your checking account, then pushes it to savings automatically. Why would a bank do that? Just to help people thrive. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Subject to eligibility, terms, conditions, and account agreements. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com moneyscout money scout.
1: Do you know how many months in the year have 28 days? Which word in the dictionary is always spelled incorrectly? Or how much dirt is in a hole that measures four feet by five feet? Obviously, it's every month. The word incorrectly. And there is no dirt because it's a hole. Maybe it's time to start snacking on more walnuts. Research continues to assess the connection between eating walnuts and cognitive performance. So the next time you're at your local Kroger, try to remember to grab a bag of California walnuts.
3: Now, he also makes a lot of the women look up. He actually... Perfect's his technique over 25 kills. He will go into the boarding house and kind of study the architecture and then he'll kind of look up and be like, "Oh, is that is that Italian trim or is it Italian marble or what? I don't know on the ceiling." italian uh architecture and then as soon as they look up they expose their neck and that's when he'll go in with his with his hands ah. but usually he'll go in with his hands first choke them a little bit and then take whatever he can find a towel or something but he always makes them look up first and i think that is a lot to do with the him feeling shameful as well he wants he doesn't them, want them to look he at he doesn't him. want them to look <laughs> at him and he kills them really quickly really quickly. I mean they're dead within a few seconds. I mean he chokes them out. So I think it is more of a shame thing, but he does it's interesting to know because if you see a lot of the wildlife tapes like in National Geographic, a lot of the the animals they they always cover their neck and like even your dog will do it too. Like they don't want to expose their neck because that is the
2: your that's jugular.
3: The, the jugular. That's the place that could kill you. So anyway, it's it's kind of interesting because he'll look up and kind of instinctively make The housemaid look up, too, and then that exposes that neck region. And as soon as he sees it, he goes in for the kill. That's kind of his MO. And it'll make more sense here in a minute. And he always, 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 always targets apartment owners. That's all he targets in the whole thing. Uh, Someone that is renting the apartments and has a vacant listing. All right, if you want to read this, he eventually got the name the Dark Strangler. This is before people really saw him and could identify him and could give the police a description. So they just saw he was a dark kind of complex complexion man. And he was always in the dark too. He kind of like always kind of, even though it was in broad daylight, he would kind of when when he went, when he left, he kind of went in the alleyways into the shaded alleyways. If you want to read this headline here,
2: Dark Strangler still at large. Oakland woman is attacked.
3: He actually made a few mistakes and a couple times he was spotted and he didn't kill the victims. And those victims got a good look at him and could describe him to police. And this is when he started being known as the Gorilla Killer. Now, this wasn't big news. For some, for whatever reason, well, I know what reason. It's because we're we're at war. This, is, you know, the time of the First World War, and a serial killer roaming California wasn't really, you know, the most important thing to talk about during the time, I guess. But people started saying that he looked like a gorilla, and there was a lot of cartoon jokes in newspapers. I, and I couldn't find one through my research, but apparently, there were a lot of. You know, those far side jokes with like a gorilla strangling mm-hmm. a woman or something. Hmm. And they actually thought at one point there was a paper that put out that it may have been an actual gorilla that wow. escaped the zoo,
2: <laughs> which is completely mm, that stupid. That reporter should have done a little bit more homework.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So
2: let me talk about his childhood a little bit. I feel bit. like there'd be more feces at the scene.
3: Oh, yeah. I have a, I have a, um, a giphy of a gorilla throwing some feces, I'll show you in a second. Oh well. Wow. So Great. let me talk a little bit about his childhood. Maybe this makes sense to you. The grandmother takes charge. She's extremely, extremely Pentecostal. It actually takes a few years for him to learn how to walk. How long does it take you to learn? I think it took me till I was like five or six. <laughs> oh my, that's sure my ho- ABC. I sure
2: hope not. <laughs> I think you walk around like a year, something like that. It took I don't him know. Till he was
3: like three or four, to walk. But he was walking <sighs> before that, but he was on all fours, like a gorilla. Okay. Well,
2: that's called crawling, and that's what no, most but he no, do. not
3: crawling. I'm talking about like walking on all fours, like a gorilla, oh. like hands in front of the feet type of walking. Okay. His grandmother didn't care about him at all. You guys understand this? Like she barely fed him. Okay, I mean, because in her mind, this is the spawn of her daughter, which was, you know, infested with Satan, and then this came out AKA of Satan's syphilis. warts. You know,
2: this was she's Satan. not pleased. Yeah, she. Oh, but this yeah. This is now her thing.
3: Exactly, and he would also. You grunt. would
2: think, though, that a religious person would be like more welcoming and kinder about the situation. <sighs>
3: Oh, yeah? What religion is that? Just an
2: assumption, I suppose. <laughs> Jesus
3: Christ. Am I right? Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe the Buddhist.
2: Yeah, Buddhist people are always pretty chill, aren't they? I don't know. Okay, so
3: this guy, he he probably had a mental disorder. And the reason I say that is because it took him forever to learn how to walk.
2: I mean, it may not have been a mental disorder, but it could have been genuinely how he was raised. no.
3: He would sit at the table. He wouldn't eat with a fork like a regular person, regular kid. He would eat with his mouth. Well, like I mean, blah, blah, blah. we all eat with our mouths. No, he would put his mouth true. on the food and eat like a dog. Um, he would grunt at the table. He couldn't speak for a few years. And he was just
4: very... Well, it sounds like know. he had some sort of developmental disorder that was undiagnosed. Mm-hmm. But he was... Forced and eventually could recite every word of Revelations,
3: the Book of Revelations.
4: At the same time that he couldn't speak otherwise.
3: Why would you want to say anything if it's not part of the Book of Revelations? That's what I'm trying to say. This whole family was extremely religious, extremely. And in- yeah, but you
4: could still be religious and like teach your child how to teach your child how to talk.
3: Okay, Agreed. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, but I mean, yeah, t- tell her that.
4: Well, it's a little That's late a little, for that. Yeah.
3: I mean, he came out of a wart-infested I don't know to that. Okay, I'm just saying. They didn't really care about this kid at all. He's That's just... a parent.
4: Um, no, no, they were not parents to him. Mm, at sco- at, when he did
3: go to school, he would recite fire and brimstone passages. He was he I'm wasn't sure he, bu- he wasn't a lot of friends. He wasn't bullied because he was pretty stocky as a kid. And he was also an animal abuser. He would take little birds out of their nests and throw them in front of trains. Oh,
2: my God.
3: (laughs) He would also play chicken with trains, and he wasn't afraid of death, which is going to come into play. He would see how long it takes for him to be able to jump out of the way of a train. And around this time, he had what a lot of serial killers have, as we talked about, his first head injury. His Uh. uncle had bought him a bicycle, and since he's not afraid of death, he would... Ride around extremely fast through town, jumping stuff, doing kickflips, all kinds of stuff. 360 backside lopslides, all kinds of stuff. He would go as fast as he could. And one day he got his wheel stuck in the tracks of a streetcar. Because they have streetcars in California. And he was actually hit by that car. Straight on hit by the car. If you want to read this, this is from uh, the book.
2: A hole had been punched through his temple by the metal of the streetcar. And while he was still speaking and his eyes were still open, no part of his speech could be understood. It was as though he was suffering a biblical affliction. He spasmed and twitched and spoke in tongues. Mm. So it went through his, like not out the other side.
3: No, not out the other side, but it penetrated his brain. And from then on, he's going to have constant headaches he didn't even remember owning a bike after that. He's like, "What happened?"
2: That's a severe injury. I don't injury. Know what bike?
3: I had a bike? What the fuck? Where's my bike? He didn't remember his name or who he was.
2: How old did you say he was when
4: this happened?
3: Uh, he was I think like
2: like
4: well 10. Be- well, well before he started killing.
3: Yeah, this is like 10 or 11
4: after his parents died though.
3: Yeah, he would he started to wet the bed, which his grandmother beat him severely for.
4: He's got
2: does he light things on fire cuz that's the McDonald triad right there he
3: became he became really violent and would randomly faint oh. and throughout his entire life growing up after this he was in a coma for 6 days his grandma threw him up in the attic didn't give him any food didn't give him any water didn't bathe him or anything he was in a coma he came down encrusted in his own spit sweat and excrement He walks downstairs. The grandmother yells at him after waking up from a six-day coma, throws him outside in the mud, and turns on the hose and hoses him down.
2: I can't say I wouldn't hose somebody down if they were covered in that.
3: Not only did he have constant headaches and memory loss, but very important to this story, right after this accident, the six days later after he woke up, this changed as well. If you want to read this.
2: He masturbated compulsively, day after day, night after night. Jenny would try to catch him in the act so she could lambast him and shame him properly, but he became entirely too clever for her liking.
3: So Jenny is the grandmother. Living in the same house with Earl was his aunt, so his mom's sister. There's, there you go. Mom's sister. So yeah, the grandmother's child. The grandmother's child, Yeah. So the grandmother had two childs of her own living in the house, Earl's aunt, which was 10 years older than him, and Earl's uncle, which was also 10 years older, the uncles who bought him the bike. So they're 10 years his senior. But this is important because around this time, while the aunt was 18 to 20 years old, he started sneaking through the house at two, three in the morning and trying to see her like undress, mm. take a shower.
2: Oh, no, no, no.
3: So very incestual thoughts. This was her Aunt Lillian. Also, I want to say after the accident, he couldn't stand bright lights at all, which is why he kind of st- stood in the shadows a bunch and why he'll spend most of his time in the basement. Aunt Lillian, he started to peep on her while she was undressing and his grandmother started trying to catch him doing it because that is that is against the Bible. You can't do that. God would not like that. He's not cool with that, yo.
2: No, he would he not. He would not like Mm-mm. that. You're
3: going to go to hell for that. So she started trying to catch him. But every time she would like open the door really fast, think he's masturbating, he'd be reciting one of the Bible verses or something. He, she could never really catch him doing the deed. And she never really caught him peeping in on his aunt But eventually, she started realizing that he wasn't peeping in on his aunt anymore. He was peeping in on her, his grandmother, Mm -mm. when she would take a shower and all this stuff. And she got really worried and scared, like just terrified that this kid was very violent at the time and just, just a train wreck. She got worried that he would do something. So she started carrying keys and locks in the house. Every time she went and take a pee-pee in the toilet, she would lock the door behind her and stuff like that. And she was terrified. When Earl Nelson is 14, the grandmother slips and falls in the bathtub. And she was so terrified that he would run in there and rape her that she didn't even call for help. She sat there for about two days and developed... A strong case of pneumonia and died soon after because of the fall in the bathtub. I mean, she couldn't even get out of the water (sighs) because she was so terrified that he would come in there and rape her. And he was 14 at the time.
2: That's scary.
3: Also around this time when he was 14 or 15, he loses his virginity to a local prostitute.
2: The blind trust that he had placed in his replacement mother figure was dead and gone, and she began to suspect that his collision with the streetcar had knocked the Lord's presence clean out of his head and that a demon had crawled inside the hole that was left where he lay, indolent and the slothful in his den of filth.
3: So around 15, he loses his virginity to a prostitute. This is around the Barbary Coast in California. And he was having sex with prostitutes until they weren't willing to have sex with him anymore because, as the book says, he had on his body, quote, pus drilling out of open sores on his genitals. Mm-hmm. So no prostitute would sleep with him anymore. And that's primarily why he left town.
4: Oh, I mean, I think I'd, it's safe to say that n- no, no, no one in any town would be willing to. Have sex with him.
2: Yeah, once he dropped trowel, it's all over. Well, yeah. this is,
3: if you want to read this, this is also from the book. This is kind of how he would have sex with the prostitutes. This is kind of his uh, aggression.
2: I might need that water that you have over there to <laughs> cleanse this palate. In the sweat-stained back room of a brothel, Earl Nelson had sex for the first time in his life. His huge hands clamped down on the withered shoulders of the aging whore, grinding her bones with every thrust of his hips making her weep and struggle against him when even just after he reached his completion, he just wouldn't stop, hammering on and on, eyes rolled up into his head, hallelujah, on his lips from start to finish.
4: He really is a descriptive writer. It's yeah, like the worst, good.
3: worst form of I, erotica. I know. I, that's that's the thing about this uh, writer, and a couple more like him, they make it uh, pretty, I would say, more entertaining. To read. It's more like a yeah. a uh, national enquirer type of thing. And he's a good writer, I'm saying. But scandalous. so
2: scandalous. You
3: either read true crime to get all the facts or you read it to be entertained. You overall you read it to be entertained. But so you you can either read like a Greg Olson book that's six hundred freaking pages and will tell you everything about everything. Just fill your head with all this knowledge that doesn't even You know what I'm saying? Or you can read this guy that does more of a description, a descriptive narration style. and
2: I feel like I'm there. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, so this is him right here, Earl Nelson. This is when he was 18. This is after his first arrest. He looks all beat up.
2: He
3: looks
4: older than 18.
3: This is what he pretty Mm -hmm. much... looks a
4: lot older than 18. Well,
3: yeah, he had a tough life. This is pretty much what he looks like. I'm putting this photo on uh, talkmurder.com, so be sure to go there. Now, so, during this whole time of killing, he kills 25, how do you think he moved around and got away with these murders? I mean, you, would he just jump in a cab? He didn't have any money to get a car. Did he hitchhike? No, he didn't hitchhike. So, he would Did move. Did he work on the railroad? So, he would move from city to city. And he would ride trains. And back in the day, there was a subculture. In the 1920s, there was a subculture of hobos riding trains that um, hated people living in actual homes, landlords and all this stuff, because they're homeless riding trains everywhere. So he kind of hid behind this subculture. And even though these hobos, these train riders knew that he was the killer he was, they didn't turn him in. Hmm. He was almost guarded by him, by these hobos, because he was kind of representing them, getting back at society. Oh, look at society. Everyone is now living in their own home and doing well. I mean, this is right after the Great Depression and all this stuff. I mean, during the Great Depression. Everyone's sucking, and now this guy is killing a bunch of landladies you know, he's almost like a hero mm. in some weird way.
4: Yeah, but that's interesting, though, that that they, they would view him that way because if he's targeting landladies or people that are willing to rent out a home to someone to provide a home for someone. Mm. Um, but these
3: are also homeless people that are drug addicts. So they don't really think too in-depth about it. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep that in mind. Mm. So he would use trains to go from cabin to cabin And before he even started murdering, he would stay in these cabins, and that's kind of how he lived. So any empty cabin he could find in the woods would be preferable, you know, a summer cabin or whatever. He would go and steal all the stuff, get a few nights of sleep, and then be in the next town. Now, this is when he got arrested for the first time because he was caught trying to do this, trying to sleep in a cabin. This is before any of the murders now he leaves prison in september 6 1916 he is 19 years old he joins the military four times he joins the army twice under different pseudonyms and he also joins the navy twice under different pseudonyms he deserts all time all four times and You know, during this time, they would take anyone because the war machine is starting up. So they want to take anyone.
4: So what I mean, he deserted all four times, but why did he join to get like steady meals or? Yeah, steady meals. I mean, he actually preferred to be
3: in prison because, you know, three hot three hots and a cot type of thing.
2: Three hots (laughs) and a cot. I have not heard that one. Should I have? I haven't heard it. That's that's Uh, if you're a
3: man in, in the military.
2: Three hots and a cot
3: in 1918 the navy sent him for a mental exam at napa state mental hospital because he was obviously something was wrong with him number one he had syphilis since he was a child and if you don't treat that that's gonna fuck your brain all up plus he had some other disorders he he had
2: that thing that went through his head
3: yeah that he had some other disorder i mean this guy was really not stable and Everyone, his bunkmates, and everything itchy. else was scared of him. He would just randomly recite Bible verses, and he just wasn't
2: that would scare there. The bejesus out of me! If I was sitting next to this guy, and he was like, "All right," you could already tell he was not right, and then just started saying Revelations of all books, like about the end of times coming. I'd be like, "Oh my god!" Well, they are coming. He almost looks like a young Nicolas Obviously. Cage. I, you know, I was thinking that, like, I couldn't picture. Put he's, my name on the hoop, but I was like, he does have quite the chiseled jaw. In he's that photo. probably
3: a better actor as well. Oh, oh shit. I hope he doesn't listen to this.
2: <laughs> Nicholas Cage, don't shoot don't sue us.
3: <laughs> don't sue us. I love half of your movies.
2: <laughs> we should do a Nicolas Cage binge watching. There's a movies. bunch of
3: Nicolas Cage podcasts out there devoted to Nicolas Cage.
4: I'm not surprised. I don't understand what the subculture of him is. Like like that he's a actor? Because he's actor. the
3: best worst. No, he's a He's sometimes a really good actor, and sometimes he's just like,
2: wow. I haven't seen enough of his movies, I think. I've seen- Oh, like
3: Face Off, Con that. Air. I haven't seen that. Those are great movies. I
2: heard Face Off seen... is good. I want to watch we'll that. See, I could eat Al- a peach for he, hours. one he Alcatraz one? That yeah, was, was like all that. those- The Rock. I saw that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah, like all those are great. I saw National Treasure. Yeah, like all National those
3: are Treasure, great. Which, but then them? he makes like Ghost Rider- so.
2: Never seen And that. stuff
3: that is just awful, and he made that one that was. Oh, like what a... did
2: we just watch with him? It was. It's a now on Amazon. Oh yeah, even
3: that movie sucked. Look how big your hands are on the screen, Jim. People are gorilla like gorilla hands. God Lord,
2: it, it, <laughs> it, they turn into snossages when. All right, I your hands? In
3: 1918, the Navy sent him for a mental exam at Napa State Mental Hospital. The blood test revealed he had multiple STDs.
2: Multiple. <sighs>
3: He escaped the mental hospital, but they didn't look for him because he was, from the report, was, quote, not violent, homicidal, or destructive.
4: Mm, well, i actually say that's
3: probably not correct. He actually got married at one point. He turned his life around. This is before all the murders. Literally, he, he just completely turned his life around. And what happened was the mental hospital had given him a drug for his syphilis. And like I said, syphilis attacks your brain and makes you all crazy. It started to go in remission, but mm-hmm. it wasn't all cured have. yet. Then he escapes and he's actually living a normal life until it comes back, obviously. But he, got, he was a janitor working at the St. Mary's Hospital. His name then was Evan Lewis Fuller, he gave his future wife a you know a fake name.
2: I thought you were gonna say he gave his future wife syphilis. Well,
3: yeah, well, he that probably too. gave that
4: to her too. Yeah,
3: he married a, an older lady, Mary Martin. She was fifty eight years old, and so he was how old? Twenty two.
4: Age is just a, a figment of your mind. It's a mind state.
2: I was gonna say, <laughs> it wasn't the song "Age" is nothing but a number? That was an R. Kelly song, and for him, yeah, sorry, L. Ke- R. Kelly. Age is something that you should follow for
4: statutory rape rules. and Well, yeah, also... but anything beyond that it doesn't really matter. I
2: know, but it was an R. Kelly song.
4: Well, yeah, but... All right, so...
2: I wish somebody else sang Ignition remix.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Usher sings that. No, no, it's R. Kelly. it's R. Kelly. <laughs> All right, if you want to read this, this is from the book. This is about his wife that he just married.
2: He treated her like she was his whore, doing whatever he pleased with her body while she lay there... Too mortified to object. In the light of day, Evan seemed to be himself once more kind and clever. Soft as cotton wool when he placed a delicate kiss on her cheek, as though he had not spent hours desecrating her flesh throughout the night. So we had
4: some kinks. Ooh,
2: man. Diggity dog. <laughs> Can I just say, is, so that's his picture again on the cover of that? Yeah. He did not age well. Syphilis did not do good things for him.
3: Well, also he's like, a he's all hairy and he grunts like a gorilla, like a, ooh, ooh, ah, like why he's having sex and he's throwing his poopy at you. It's like no, a bunch of not. shit. Well, I made that last part up, but okay. like, I mean, think about this gorilla just on top of you. Holy titties. All right. Five yeah. months after the marriage, something happened. He was, I mean, everything was going great. His wife, you know, even though he's desecrating her. her corpse. Or not her, of course, but her He's body. He's raping her. He's raping her. You know, whatever. Like, I can put up with that type of shit. That's oh. what she was thinking. Oh, It okay. was still good. I mean, she's a 58-year-old woman. You know, she's, she's probably going to find nothing better. I'm just saying she's, you know, older.
2: Wasn't marital rape also not considered a crime up until, like, in the last, like, 10 years or something I don't like know. that?
3: But, so she really was just going to put up with it. But five months later something happened. He killed her? No, he didn't he never killed her. Oh. He fell off a ladder at his oh. job and it fell right
4: on his noggin. Uh-oh. Oh, Strike so that didn't like <laughs> reset anything? It's like <laughs> not another, not another teen movie when it's like how many concussions did Billy Bob have Oh my left?
2: gosh, that's such a great movie. He completely
3: reset everything. He didn't even know who she was. <gasps> he Uh-oh. And now he's back to Earl, instead of Evan, he doesn't know who she is, what he's doing, like, what, what am I doing in this janitor's outfit? He is completely back to the way he was, but ten times worse. Now he's going to become the killer. Oh. It completely changed overnight. He fell, hit his head, and it's just boom. Completely, completely a different guy. So, and she got weirded out because... It was like this guy didn't even know her anymore, and not only that, he wasn't calling himself Evan; he was calling himself Earl. And My she's like, "Who Earl. the shit is Earl? The fuck is Earl?" That's a great
4: show. Ever seen it? It's a good one. Mm.
3: I used to have a crush on the blonde. Can't remember her name.
4: Uh, Jamie Jamie Lee Pre- Jamie Presley. No, her in the show. Oh,
3: candy or something. No. If you want to read this, this is from August sixteenth, nineteen twenty-six, from the Oakland Tribune.
2: New clues spur search for slayer. Smiling stranger sighted at death scene by mail carrier is haunted as strangler of Oakland woman.
3: So now he's in Oakland. He's killing. This is the fifth murder victim, Mary Nisbet. That's her right there. Go to talkmore.com. I'll put that photo on there for you guys. If you want to describe her, she's older,
2: very dark hair. What do you think Shh. she
3: does for a living? Seamstress. No, Jen, she's the ap- na- she's apartment owner. Oh. <laughs> oh
4: well, maybe she does something <laughs> else during the day. I don't know. Maybe apartment being uh, a landlady was her side hustle. Ah, what do I know? All right. If you want to
3: read this, this is from the book.
2: Her head had been slammed into the walls and floor of the bathroom with such force that every tooth in her mouth had been knocked out. They lay scattered across the floor amidst the smears of blood. The blood itself was everywhere. Splattered across the fixtures and up the walls, the biggest pool was, of course, down the side of the toilet itself, where the broken and raped body of Mary Nisbet had been stuffed, stuffed with such force that both of her hip joints and shoulders were dislocated. Oh,
4: dear. Did he
2: try to stuff her down the toilet?
4: Yeah,
3: so he starts to stuff these ladies anywhere he could. One victim, he went up to the attic and stuffed her in a luggage, some luggage, because it reminded her, reminded him of her aunt, and he felt guilty because he felt like he just raped and killed his aunt. So he stuffed her in a suitcase, threw her in the attic. And this particular one, he would stuff the women through the wedges of a, like a toilet in the bathtub. But it's not like to hide it. It's just like, why would you stuff it in there? In fact, the American police, and it's kind of crazy saying that Canadians did better than us, but they actually try to push all these Give off credit as- credit
2: where credit is due.
3: They try to push all these off as suicides. Like Mary Nisbet, she actually um, died of asphyxiation. But- but okay, she died of asphyxiation. Maybe she choked herself. Okay, that makes sense. No, well, but but still how, doesn't. Well, yeah, maybe she could hang herself. That makes sense, and stuff herself in
4: after she hung her hung in herself. the side
3: of the toilet. That makes sense. But let's explain the explain the post mortem rape. Hmm. <laughs> let's see.
2: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs>
3: maybe someone came in there pulled her out of the crevice she was stuffed in, raped her and then threw her back in there. No, come on. The police did that because they didn't want a big public outrage, but you got one. The nation was worried about this and not really worried because it didn't happen locally in a localized same spot. I mean, he traveled city to city to city. So by the time everyone got their stories together Then they realize, wait, this guy is a traveling serial killer kind of thing. And now he's escalating, I should say. He kills a 23-year-old. This is one of the youngest he kills. Her name is Bonnie Pace. She is from Kansas City, Missouri. So he's in Kansas. He's riding the trains. He's in Missouri. Yeah. So he's riding the trains through the train network and not buying a ticket because the police would be at the trains looking for this ape man. He would just, you know, jump on the back of the trains and kind of ride with the hobos. And he would fit in because, I mean, you saw a picture of him. He's a freaking hobo. He looks like a hobo. The next day after Bonnie Pace, it was Germania Harpin. He dragged her to bed and then raped her cor- her corpse. So this is when I got to talk about it. I don't really want to, but. Um, oh, no.
2: Mm-mm. So. So. This is this
3: is Jermaine and her husband, a photo from the newspaper there. And the eighth eight month year, eight month old baby, Robert. So this is what happened with them. It's it's very tragic, but it does. It does ramp up the nation to be like, wait, we got to catch this dude now because he didn't have to do this. If you want to read this,
2: he screamed and he screamed as Earl removed the baby's cloth diaper twisted it into a garrot and he looped it around Robert's tiny pink neck. Oh. Just a tug would have been sufficient to end it all. But instead, Earl tightened the terry cloth slowly, cutting off the baby's screams. Oh. Then the baby's breath.
3: Oh. So he did this after he raped the mother and her corpse. He didn't have to. The baby was just crying and he just did it. I don't know. That's so he is obviously needs to be stopped. And by then he has traveled from California to Portland to Seattle to Detroit to Kansas City Missouri to Buffalo New York to Chicago finally he goes to Canada and he actually gets caught in Canada on June 27th or excuse me in June on June 13th 1927 this is from the Winnipeg Evening Tribune this is in Canada
2: Police on Strangler's Tale, 14 year old schoolgirl, second victim of mad killer. Child selling flowers, lured to rooming house by slayer and murder.
3: So now he's killing children.
2: But so this is his second murder in, in Canada. In yeah. Which so is this is like murder.
3: 25th, yeah. Okay. So he goes from killing the MO, starts boarding houses.
2: He goes way younger. Like He, he goes way younger, yeah, exactly, and right? finishes. It's crazy, young. isn't it? It's yeah. crazy.
3: And I think he starts old because of the grandmother, the thing. grandmother thing. He always had a lust for the grandmother. Then he kills a uh, one lady that looks remarkably like his own aunt. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he just starts getting younger and younger, and he's killing killing children. If, if you see here, child selling flowers lured to rooming house. So he's actually perfected his MO and not only that, but he's basking in it. He's 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 a celebrity. He's the gorilla killer. He's loving it, you know. He's loving what he's doing. He found his passion in life. And he's he's taking it to new levels. And he was he would keep killing. And luckily for us, he went to Canada and thought I'd never say this, but Canada, good job. <laughs> now on the on June twenty seventh, nineteen twenty seven he was caught in a barber shop getting his hair did.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And now he's got plenty of money because he would go and one part of his MO is he would rob these houses. One house he robbed, he got like 10 grand. You know, he would have plenty of money. And even if he wasn't killing every time, like he would stay in a house like every other night or whatever, the vacant houses, the vacation homes, and steal the money. So he was he had good money, you know. He was in a barbershop, he got caught. In his trial, he was sentenced to death, obviously, and he was hanged on January 13th, 1928. Here's a photo of him right here. I'll put this on TalkMurder.com. That's him, a little short, stocky dude. And his words right before he was dead was this. If you want to read this.
4: I am innocent. I stand innocent before God and man. I forgive those who have wronged me and ask forgiveness for those I have injured. God have mercy.
3: So he claims he didn't do anything. And this is a monkey throwing poop.
2: Great.
3: So, <laughs> so that's the gorilla killer, the condensed version. Obviously there's 25 murders that could have went a lot more in depth about that. But any questions?
2: Wow. No. Cray. Never heard of him.
3: Yeah. A lot of people haven't. It's uh. You know, you you don't hear about this guy. He actually wasn't very famous Hmm. at all, which is crazy, but I think it's because of the war machine that was going on at the time. Mm, And we were, like, all in that war at the time. You know what I'm saying? You know, and plus he was killing older ladies at first. It's like, yeah, it sucks you killed a 63-year-old, you know, but it's not some 15-year-old cheerleader, blonde cheerleader. I mean, let's be honest, right? Yeah. You know,
2: there's, there's something to that
3: yeah so I mean that's probably if he was killing nothing but blonde cheerleaders he may have been a little more famous but anyway that's the story of Earl Nelson the gorilla killer yeah so I hope you guys enjoyed that this is Talk Murder to Me if you enjoyed that make sure you subscribe to the podcast we're also on youtube.com and type in Talk Murder to Me you can find us on talkmurder.com And my name is John. I'm here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time, good night you lovely, lovely people.
0: At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, can we make saving money any easier? And we think we've solved it. Introducing Money Scout. It analyzes your spending habits, income, and expenses to find money not being used in your checking account, then pushes it to savings automatically. Why would a bank do that? Just to help people thrive. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Subject to eligibility, terms, conditions, and account agreements. Learn more and enroll at huntington.com slash money scout.
1: There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouthwatering, tasty, delicious, beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.